Hi, y'all. Welcome to episode four of the Family Business Podcast. Of course, I'm here with my co-host and my dad, NFL great, Andrew Poncho Glover. And today we will be going over how our teams did, what the name family means and how he kind of dealt with that, what the month of October means to us, and then we will end with a funny question. Hey, dad. One, two, three, I know beats like ABC. Mine come up, they hate to see. I may believe till they believe. I came up to major leagues. Say you blind, but wait and see. That's so easy. One, two, three, your ABC from A to Z. Back to rap, so I won't miss. Uh, heard the beat and I kissed. Uh, sing a lot, but I switched. Yeah, bet you rappers so pissed. Uh, now I'm high up with the stars. Yeah, I'm on the path of the Mars. Yeah, told me I wouldn't get far. Yeah, how you love these bars? Yeah, how this kid fit so authentic? Uh, why did I live that I said it? Yeah, flow is so sick, need a medic. Uh, Lies so corny, let's dead it. Yeah, I just prove what I do. Yeah, name is Tom, but no cruise. Yeah, beat is on and I cruise. Yeah, vibe is lit in my cruise. Yeah. One, two, three, I know beats like ABC Mine come up, they hate to see I may believe till they believe I came up to major leagues Say you blind, but wait and see That's so easy, one, two, three Your ABC from A to Z Hey, Dad Hey, Alex, how are you? Good And so you want to tell us how your team's Yeah, so week? far, so good Uh, we're gonna jump right into it, huh? Let's, uh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll hold yours until after, uh, you know, I tell you about the teams that I used to play for that I still root for on Sundays. Well, it was a tough week. We ended up having four losses, and only one of my former teams won. That's the Minnesota Vikings. So I did not do good at all this week. Oh wow! So, so you're what one? You said four losses. So one and four. Or zero and four for the weekend. Uh, I'm one and four. The Minnesota beat uh, Miami Dolphins, so uh, at least we got one victory. If I'd have went zero uh, and five, then it would have been a critical situation. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll just smooth past that and talk about how my teams this, did this weekend. We played Houston on Friday, and that did not go too well for us. But their ranking did come out today, and they are now ranked twenty fourth after their sweep of us on Friday. So we're not going to hang our heads about that. And we'll have another chance at them during the second round of conference in a couple weeks. So hopefully we'll be able to knock them off and get our ranking back up. That being said, we also did drop from number 50th to 57th in RPI ranking, which was a little disappointing. We wanted to be in the top 50th, but after that loss, we did have to move down a couple um, we bounced back on Sunday and we beat, um, who did we beat? Tulane. We beat it. We beat Tulane in uh, three sets. It was a great sweep and it was a good bounce back after getting swept on Friday. So we did pretty good, um, on Sunday and hopefully we can learn a lot of things during practice this week about the loss on Friday. So my question, I have a question <laughs> for you, Alex. Uh, what do you think? was the most challenging moment this week for you as a student athlete? Um, I think the most challenging moment was probably Saturday because 
I wanted to take it as a rest day since we played on Friday and um, the game didn't go too well, but I couldn't do that because we also played Sunday. And also, we had a lot of stuff to do um, for volleyball, outside of volleyball with recruits and that kind of stuff. So I didn't have as much time as I wanted to to catch up on homework. So I'm feeling a little behind after uh, Saturday being a busier day. And I think that just comes with our conference schedule playing Friday, Sunday each week. I know weekends are a lot of times for student athletes to catch up because we have a lot of stuff going on during the weeks, but that's not really the case for our conference, uh, especially in volleyball, because we play Friday, Sunday. A lot of the times we're traveling on Saturday and don't really can't really use that as an off day since it is a day in between a game and you do have a game that next day. So I would say Saturdays are pretty much the roughest day of the week. So I've just learned um, to try to manage my time and uh, throughout the week and kind of separating my work throughout the week. So that's what I learned uh, this last week. And that was the most challenging thing. So what did you learn this week from your teams? Well, I definitely learned that if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. You have to be ready to go out and perform and execute on game day. Uh, you will need some Pepto-Bismol. You will be upset, and you will get an upset <laughs> stomach. So go back to work, continue to work hard, look at a lot of film, and come out better next week than you were last week. And I know you already said it once, So say Alex, it again for everyone. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. <laughs> All right, Dad, can you give us a story of one of the teams that you played for that did not do so well this weekend? Yeah, let me start with uh, the team that drafted me, the Raiders, and the Kansas City Chiefs, which is a big rivalry in that division. They're always tough games. They're always bloody games. It's uh, It's very brutal. And uh, the fans there are just relentless. You cannot hear one single thing on that football field. So anyway, I can remember when I played and uh, we were playing in Kansas City and I was asked to run a trap. And I was supposed to trap a guy that was 320 pounds. So, uh, you know, and and... That wasn't one of my favorite plays. I wasn't known as a blocking tight end, but I can get the job done. But uh, I thought there was somebody else that would have been better suited for the play. Nevertheless, the coach uh, asked me to run the play and execute it. And uh, so it, it starts out where I come off the ball uh, at the signal of the quarterback. I back off the ball. He looks at me and raises his leg up to let me know to come in motion. During this whole time, all the fans, the 76,000 fans, or however many fans are yelling, I cannot hear myself think on the field. The quarterback raises his legs up. I come in motion. I'm tipping across the formation, and I have to block this guy 320 pounds, and everybody know it's coming. And I'm at 250 pounds, and he had 320 pounds, and it was just a collision. It was awful. Uh, I think we may have picked up some yards, but I may have needed to pick up a bag of ice after I did that play. <laughs> All right. And that was what team again? 
That was Kansas City versus the Raiders in Kansas City. But we made sure that when they came to Los Angeles or Oakland that we returned the favor. We were we were really nasty to them when they were on our home turf. So it's a big rivalry. It's always a good game. Uh, a lot of times it's all depending on one score, and whoever execute the best on that day and minimize their turnovers will probably have an opportunity to win the game. Who played on Kansas City when you were playing on the Raiders? Oh, uh, Kansas City was stacked. Uh, they had a lot of uh, great people that played for them. Linebacker Derek Thomas, I think he set a record on those one year. He had, may have had five sacks in one game. And uh, they had a lot of great defensive players. Albert Lewis, uh, who also was a, a, a Grambling man and went to Grambling State, played for Kansas City as well. And uh, it, it just was a, always a high level of respect because those guys worked hard. They had a great sense of pride. And, uh, you know, they wanted to win the game. And and uh, it was good. We knew it was going to be a tough game, and uh, you know we knew we had it coming. Thank you, thank you for that story. So, I guess we can also tie that into because this is the month of October, and it is still football season. It is not only football and volleyball season, but it is also Depression and Mental Health Awareness Month and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, tell me a little bit what about what these two mean to you. Well, I, I think there are two things that are, are very relevant in the athlete's uh, life. I think to have, you know, compassion definitely for it being Breast Cancer Month. We all know people who have had breast cancer or somebody that knows somebody who's had breast cancer. So we continue to pray for them. We continue to reach out to them and let them know that there is hope. And, uh, you know, that there is a cure and, and one day, you know, we're going to overcome this and we won't have to deal with breast cancer, but we do acknowledge it. And, uh, you know, we stand together in it from a mental health standpoint. I think it's, you know, it, it's very difficult for a student athlete to go out every single week and, uh, execute to perfection, which is what is expected of them. Um, uh, it's, it's hard, you know, trying to perfect your craft and it's, it's always ongoing. I would say the athlete, when I look at them and when they're making adjustments, it's like it's greatness in progress. You can expect some, some bumps in the road along the way. It's not going to always be perfect, but if you persevere and you continue to work hard and you have faith and you believe, I think that you'll be able to reach all your goals and your aspirations. It's just a matter of hanging in there because your story is going to end up being told one day and it's going to cause somebody else that comes behind you that aspire to do what you're doing. They'll have a template to know and understand exactly what's out there, what, what things you're going to be going through and different ways that you could overcome that different people. You can talk to different friends. You can com confide in different family members. You can confide in because you know, winning Winning is the only thing when it comes to college sports. And so there's a lot of pressure associated with that. And uh, so we just uh, welcome the opportunity to go out and work hard every day, get better, and prove ourselves each and every time we're out on the floor. Yeah, and in that you mentioned a little bit how family ties into mental health, depression, and how you may also know some people – who are uh, suffering from breast cancer or know someone who knows someone who is suffering from breast cancer. So tying into that um, kind of family theme, uh, we've gotten a lot of questions on what 
family because our podcast is a family business podcast what that means tell us a little bit about what the word family means well i think we came up with that because we are a household of athletes or a family and of athletes i got everything started by playing in high school and having the opportunity to go to the next level and play play professionally for 10 years and a, a lot of people in our family, actually your two brothers, and you have been very successful in sports and in academics as well. But in our household, the general rule is you have to earn the right to play, participate in sports. And one of those things is you have to do well in school. The student comes first, then the athlete. You are a student athlete and a role model. So that's the way, uh, some of the way that I came up with it. Uh, we, and, and everybody agreed that, that it was the role and responsibility that must be played in becoming a student athlete and taking care of your responsibilities in the classroom will carry over into the field and you earn the right to play. Now, uh, we have a family of athletes. We have all Americans. One of your brothers, uh, Kristen, it was a two time all America, uh, blue gray all America and offensive O line, D line all America. He also played in the Bayou Bowl and Andrew, uh, junior, he went to, uh, Fullerton as well as a, as a national champion, two time national champion. And, uh, so I'm uh, actually in the swag. I am swag this week. Uh, I earned eight letters across three sports, uh, played football, basketball, and ran track. And you played volleyball, and you ran track. As a matter of fact, you're very good in track and fifth and second in the state of Texas when you did participate in track and field. But volleyball uh, took precedence, and, uh, you know, you well-traveled across that in club and and, uh, and high school as well, and that evolved into an opportunity to play at the university you current at the Southern Methodist University. So I'm very proud of all of my kids' accomplishments and achievements from being a student and an athlete. And we're a family of athletes. So that's how we came up with the family business. So growing up, and I guess this would be a question uh, for you, how did you balance making or deciding on which events you would go to because i'm sure it came where there was a time where a lot of our events or games were overlapping yeah sometime uh a mom and i couldn't be at events at the same time so we split up and uh you know we did our very best to uh come out and support all the all the kids in their events and uh help them progress so that they could go out and participate for the love of the game and for the honor of God and for the honor of their family. So, um, you know, we, we, we had a good time. Uh, I used to have a good time going to game. The only time that I really didn't have a good time was when we would lose the game and, and, and then we would have to come home and I never wanted to stop and get anything to eat, but, <laughs> Everybody was still hungry, and that's still uh, a funny thing that we talk about in the household is that after the game, if you did not win and dad was upset, and I, if I, you did play well or didn't play well, I just wanted to win. So on the way home, we would pass by all the McDonald's and all the Whataburgers, <laughs> and I did not want to stop, even though I was hungry. 
I didn't want to <laughs> eat, and I didn't want any of the kids to eat as well. <laughs> they may lock me up for that today. <laughs> so you were going to starve us because we didn't win the game. Yeah, well, I was going to try to prove a point that if you didn't win the game, you didn't earn the right to eat. But later on, I found out that that's not the way to treat your kids. <laughs> so what mom used to do was come home and drop me off and then go back and get the kids food. And then by that time, I would have calmed down. And when she came back, then I would be hungry. But you guys would not have bought me anything to eat. So <laughs> you would win, lose, or draw. You would still eat, and I wouldn't eat and be mad until the next game. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Alex, would you like to be tall and slow or short and extremely fast? Which one would you rather be? I'd rather be tall and slow because you can't fix height. You can fix being slow. You can either lose weight or do training or do some type of physical activity to get you faster. But what you can't do is grow. You're stuck with your height. You aren't stuck with being slow. You can always get faster somehow, some way. And quite frankly, you don't need to be fast for everything. I mean, you can live with being slow. I just personally... I wouldn't want to live with being short. So, but what's your answer? I know I would want to be tall and slow too. Uh, <laughs> uh, because you can't, like you said, you can't teach height. You, if you're tall, then you can continually work on your skill set and refine them. You could, you could do other things. If you're tall, you not only can play basketball, you can run track and field. Uh, you can play football like I did. And uh, you could, you know, continually get better. And you don't have to be the fastest one on the team. You just don't have to be the slowest one on the team. <laughs> so, Alex, I have a, a, a question for you about who do you confide in when you have tough moments that you're going through either in the classroom or on the court? I understand that you have a close friend usually relegated as man's best friend, but you have a close friend that really brightens your day up, and his name is Bruno. He's a good friend of mine. He's such a good dog, and he's so smart, and I know that he lights your day up every time that you're having a bad day. Could you tell us a little bit more about this celebrity, Bruno? Here he is. He came to hear hi. This is who I confide to. Dash, dash my mommy. That's what he said. So, Bruno is who I confide to after a hard day. And I take him for, we call it our mental health walks, where we both take a break, a breather outside. So, this is him, special guest of the day. Hey, Bruno, how are you? <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the fourth episode of The Family Business. We appreciate you and we look forward to visiting you soon. And don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to us on all of our channels. And remember, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready.
One, two, three, I know beats like ABC I come up, they hate to see I may believe till they believe I came up to major leagues Say you blind, but wait and see That's so easy, one, two, three, your ABC from A to Z Back to rap, so won't miss uh, Heard the beat and I kissed uh, Sing a lot, but I switched, yeah Bet you rappers so pissed, uh, Now I'm high up with the stars, yeah I'm on the path up to Mars, yeah Told me I wouldn't get far, yeah How you love for these bars, yeah I just kept it so authentic, uh, Why did I live, did I said it, yeah Flow is so sick, need a medic, uh Lies so corny, let's dead it, yeah I just prove what I do, yeah Name is Tom, but no cruise, yeah Beat is on and I cruise, yeah Vibe is lit in my cruise, yeah One, two, three, I know beats like ABC Come up, they hate to see. I may believe till they believe. I came up to major leagues. Say you blind, but wait and see. That's so easy. One, two, three, your ABC from A to Z. Uh -huh.